guys, welcome back to Divine Healing by D. Today I have on Melinda Carvis Bailey. She's a naturopath, Reiki healer, Kundalini yoga teacher, and a coach. We talk about her book, Becoming. We talk about uh, her different methods as, as a naturopath that I didn't know about. They're really, really interesting, fascinating, and I'm going to look more into it, obviously. She talks about having hope and how all her traumas in her life helps her be a better coach and a better nat- uh, naturopath. So here is Melinda. I hope you guys enjoy her. She is a wonderful, beautiful, spiritual person. So did you always know you were a spiritual woman? Um, I think it started at a very young age for me because I had a beautiful father who taught me a lot about um, the spiritual realm from probably around the ages of seven to eight. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it just evolved from there. So he just started by giving me these beautiful little meditations when I was feeling anxious about a dance of Stedford or, you know, concerned about friendships and, you know, the big dramas that you create in your own mind at that age. And um, I had him as my first guide and teacher. And then as I grew and developed, I did go through the fun party girl phase. Um, But I did come back to those spiritual roots and and find teachers then on my own accord and and beautiful books to read to continue my path. I love that you shared that with your father, because I feel like a lot of people that I speak to when I ask, like, who really inspired you to get into spirituality? Most people would say, my mother, my grandmother, it's like a female role to be a guy in uh, being a spiritual person. So to hear that your father was really influential for you, I think that's beautiful, even though sometimes men especially in my community, men that I'm surrounded by, they're kind of afraid to admit that they're spiritual, that they say, oh, you really believe in that? Like, is, is that really real? But, yes. Right? Have you, thought, have you thought that? Like, were you around other men maybe in your life that weren't as open as your father was? Oh, definitely. And I think I kept seeking that man that that had that beautiful openness as my dad did. And and it was very hard to find someone that would um, meet his his level of what I had created him to be in my mind and and such a beautiful teacher. But my um, I've been married twice and my husband now, you know, never had done yoga or meditated a day in his life before we met. But he has been so open and receptive to the practice and and bringing it into his own life and now he sends me meditations and said just did this one it's great so I've been lucky enough to find someone that even though he didn't have experience in it he was really open and he's embraced it that's awesome so it's really a testament to like how when people like fall in love and like they can really evolve and Mm -hmm. turn like be come more on your side in a way like become more like you and people like grow in love together and like also grow in their personalities and their habits and their ideas and it's so nice yes I love that is, yeah it is nice. is he is what does he do for work is he in the medical realm? no 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 he is he, he's in financial planning so oh, cool. it was yeah so it was a big a big ask really of this man who's always 
you know, in his brain and mm-hmm. very logical and very numbers driven and spends his days, you know, very head based. Um, so to, to, for him to take that leap was really quite beautiful. I love that. Yeah. I see a lot of like couples who if one person is in the spiritual realm and they're very, you know, in tune and others are just like very, like you said, like numbers or like lawyers and we also see like doctors who don't want to believe in like holistic modalities and herbal remedies that like just go see a doctor. So yeah, that's really, really interesting. So were you always, because I, I have a great relationship with my naturopath. I really, really love him. I think he's probably one of the people that like, I don't want to say like saved my life, but he changed my life for the better. Were Beautiful. when you were studying to become a naturopath, were there times where you said like, oh, you know, this is why I'm gonna do this. I love this. Like, why why do more people not see one? Did you get that when mm. you were studying to become one? When I was studying, <clears throat> excuse me, when I was studying naturopathy, yes, absolutely. I was. that when you learn how much science is actually in natural medicine that Mm -hmm. it isn't you know I mean it's still the ancient wisdom that we've used but we're just lucky enough to live in a modern society where science is now starting to study those things and we can go okay there's actually a foundation here there is there is something behind this we can now see the chemical constituents inside these herbs or inside the food we can now see the enzymes and how they play inside the body and Um, Once you learn the science, I guess it did really inspire me to have more um, commitment and also more um, because I guess that is the world we live in, unfortunately, that we love proof for everything. And um, and to know that there was starting, you know, this this beautiful natural world that our ancestors knew all about you know they knew the the shape of a walnut looked like a brain it helped the brain it was that simple viewpoint but it's almost like we're doing a full circle it was so simple and easy to them we didn't want to believe it so now we're researching it and we're we're going really deep and nitty-gritty and finding out all these things about the foods and the herbs and we've come back to that basic thing again of like well it was right in front of us all along we really didn't need to do this big journey of finding um reasons to believe why food is medicine that's very true so why should someone see a naturopath or like a majority of your clients like what are what do they come to you for majority of the clients because I am that combination of spiritual and naturopath I usually combine Reiki with my naturopathy sessions I like Mm -hmm. to do both and because I do that I tend to get a lot of trauma cases Mm -hmm. because of the style of naturopathy that I I give so people that have had you know really bad car accidents or they've had traumatic abuse in their childhood years I tend to I tend to attract those Um, and also a lot of mental health because I've had my own experiences with mental health Mm-hmm. People like to know that you've got that understanding firsthand, not just out of a textbook. So I guess that's probably what I've always focused on. Um, and gut health, I must say, gut health is, yeah. is um, yeah, everyone needs good gut health. Oh, my God. So what's your favorite <laughs> part of Reiki healing when you combine it with uh, being a naturopath? Like the best part of like working on somebody. What is that for you? 
Mm, it's it's the intuitive guidance that you receive. So I always pray on someone before I do entropathy and, and Reiki consult. And so you already tap into their energy depending on how receptive they are. And, you know, like there was this one time where I had a brand new client that I'd never seen before and I sat her down and we were doing the entropathy component first and I got my iridology torch out which I must say that's one element of naturopathy that I absolutely adore is iridology and I was looking in her eye and because I sort of combined my Reiki and naturopathy mm -hmm. the you know those little voices said to me ask her about her car accident oh, wow. and she yeah it was very powerful so I just asked her and she thought I saw it in her eye <laughs> and I had to explain no I thought that wasn't something that I could see in your eye I could see you've got trauma here in your, your back area yes in your eye but the car accident was sort of more of a an intuitive guidance so I think with the Reiki my favorite thing is it guides you to ask the right questions because sometimes they think they're coming to you because they're getting recurring headaches or they've got trouble with their digestive system or their nervous system shot but they're not actually connecting it themselves to 10 years ago that event actually caused this damage inside the body and the reiki opens me up to ask the right questions so they can connect the dots for themselves that would be my favorite I love that answer. So, and because I'm really into learning about gadgets, so you're going to teach me here. And iridology <laughs> uh, torch is to examine the irises, right? The eyes. Yes, yes. So we look into the eyes. There's a little bit of sclera, so the white of the eyes. We can see some things from there. There's also a little bit of sign on the pupil. Um, you, when you're looking through a torch, we can sometimes see like a fuzzy orange outline on the outside of the pupil or the way the pupil dilates into the iris also tells us a lot about leaky gut. Um, so it's the whole eye, but predominantly, yes, it's, it's mostly the colored part of the eye that we're reading. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. So every little part of our eye connects to a different organ? Mm, it's incredible, isn't it? So oh there's different so cool. organs in different parts of your eye and there's also systems. So the pupil and just outside the pupil, we're looking at gut function predominantly and there's a little bit of nervous system um, signs as well with how the, uh, the pupil may pulsate under light. Mm -hmm. um, so it's predominantly digestive. And then the nervous system is just outside in another circle, very fine line. And, and so there's systems, the nervous system, the gut is, is in circles going out from the pupil. And then there's organs and different parts of the mind where, which are actually allocated at like 12 o'clock or one o'clock or six o'clock of the eye, if that makes sense. Oh my God, it's all fascinating. I actually looked up a chart and I'm like looking at it as you tell me because I'm a very visual learner. Yeah. So I'm just, it just has every spleen, arm, hand, breast, ribs, thyroid, voice box, esophagus. <laughs> like this is so fascinating. I love it. It's incredible, isn't it? It's so cool. And now I'm kind of like, why haven't I, why hasn't he done this on me? Or like, so everybody has their own method. <laughs> That's really what it is. Everyone mm. has their, because with me, he does a lot of like water therapy and I have these like jars of different elements that like create a grid around my body and also like biosyntony. I'm big in that. I've been doing that for like a long time, but like, this is new. And I'm like, I'm going to talk to him about it. I'm going to say, I, want, <laughs> I need to learn about this. So thank you yes. for sharing that. And 
sharing that with people so maybe they can look into it as well so you're on top of being a naturopath you also practice kundalini yoga correct i do yes i do and Um, how is that like connected to reiki does that like how do you feel like it kind of like enhances your reiki energy like what's the relationship there yeah definitely i do these um workshops which are reiki and healing workshops so i combine we do a little bit of a talk and a meditation and then we do some kundalini yoga to activate the body um kundalini yoga is predominantly focused on the nervous system and the glandular system so when you're practicing the yoga we use mudra mantra breath and postures simultaneously as opposed to traditional yoga um, we'll quite often separate those things and do it in a sequ- sequential order. Um, so we sort of combine it in Kundalini yoga to activate the glandular and nervous system. And then after that, I put people down. Um, oh, that sounded bad. I don't put them down. <laughs> I allow them to lay down. Lay down, yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's when we do the Reiki. And I find doing the Kundalini yoga first mm. puts them in the right space to be really open to the healing of Reiki because they've already activated their physical body in such a way that they're ready and ready to absorb the energy. And I've found that the healings post kundalini yoga have always been wow they've always been just really great moments of lots of energy and clarity for the client um, which they don't always get in reiki when it's one-on-one sometimes you're seeing everything that's going on for them but they may not be tapping into it as much themselves which i think is really empowering when they can feel it for themselves because you don't want people to think that they need to rely on you as a practitioner. You want them to know that, that they're so capable of doing their own healing work. And um, the Kundalini Yoga, I think, opens them up to that belief. And can it also, like, let's say you don't practice Reiki, you're not attuned to Reiki. If you practice just like Kundalini Yoga, do you find that you could also just like grow in your intuition and become more intuitive? Could it do that? Yeah, I really do believe so. I do. Um, the the Kundalini Yoga teacher training especially really cracks you open and uh, you just find yourself noticing the subtleties in your body and in your energy system when you're practicing Kundalini Yoga because of the really strong structure of each Kriya, of each practice. Oh, that's good. So that's probably if somebody wants to, let's say someone's a little scared of becoming attuned to Reiki, they can maybe start with Kundalini Yoga, like slowly, slowly build up to that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. Awesome. Could be a nice pathway. <laughs> I think so too. Mm-hmm. So you just wrote a book called Becoming, correct? I did. Yes. And what inspired you to write the book? So I'd written a couple of books before this one. And the first one I ever wrote was just The Natural Path. And it was Home Remedy. So it was really delving into my naturopathic skill set and creating a little guide that people could keep in their first aid cabinet. Um, so it was just all about this remedy is great for that. And if you just put garlic pearls in your ear when your kid has a ear infection, it'll go away. And it's, so it was more of a guide. And then the next book I wrote was Digging Your Dark Side. And it was 
there was a self-help book about depression, um, interlacing stories of my own experiences with it. And then I tried to put pen to paper again with the same format in mind, but it'll be kind of a guide or a self-help book like my other books were of how to just really love the skin you're in. Mm -hmm. And every time I tried to write it, it just wasn't working. And as an avid reader myself, I was getting bored reading self-help books, to be honest. Like <laughs> as much as I have so many authors that inspire the heck out of me, I was starting to feel like they were, uh, they were starting to sound the same after, you know, 22 years of reading and reading and reading. So I just thought, you know what? I'm just going to make a bunch of characters up and I'm going to tell it in story format so people can just get whisked away with these characters and resonate because I've created them very different and so everyone should be able to resonate with at least one of them and their story and the way they found themselves becoming more and tapping into who they are and finding their purpose and finding the beauty even in the sadness and the grief and the loss of life, that there still is this beautiful perfection that the universe has going on for us, that in the moment we may feel neglected, but it's always working behind the scenes to create this perfect outcome for all of us and how to always try and just see that and to have faith. That was the whole pretense of the book. And I just felt creating characters was a nicer way to deliver that message. Iris, so would you say that in this book, you kind of explained this worldview of trying to determine the line between fantasy and reality? Yes, it, I probably play with that line quite a bit um, because um, it's quite mystical. There's mm -hmm. parts, and not mystical in the sense of unicorns and dragons, but <laughs> mystical in the sense where I talk about um, how life is happening, past, present, future, all at once, and concepts that would be regarded as fantasy or mystical. But for me, they're the truth. They're, they're what I believe is, is actually happening in our universe. So what's, do you have next idea for your book? Because this is like a great starting point. I feel like there's so many more things that you can really go into. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was some, um, definitely after I finished writing that book mm -hmm. uh, for a week straight, I had dreams that showed me the next seven books to write wow. from start to finish, like I was watching a movie. And you know, normally you wake up and you don't remember all of your right. dream. I was waking up every morning, remembering every part of my dream and jotting down a quick synopsis of the next book. And then the next night I had the next dream and it was just unbelievable to me. So I have got seven books ready um, with a synopsis once I've sort of finished the, the big launch of this one that I'll get cracking on and I'm really excited about. I'm excited for you because most people just have an idea for one you have seven and that number is so like powerful and spiritual like, yeah yeah cool. oh my god I love that so do you think that your client side that had had a car accident and I was guided to ask her about her car accident but for me my my experiences that I delved in, into to write the book were around loss I've had a my first child passed away when he was only seven months old and my stepson took his life early last year and uh, we've had a lot of loss and grief and 
um, dealing with our other children's energy and emotion around particularly Flynn's loss last year. Um, that is more where I have gotten into that real nitty gritty, dirty elements of humanity, really the parts where there is suffering and, yeah. and it's torturous in the moment and it's confronting and, and it's easy to say, well, how can there be a God when you feel like you're watching um, your whole family fall apart before your eyes? And um, I, I feel I'm more so draw on those experiences to say, I'm not just telling you to, to, to just trust life because I've had this, you know, tiptoe through the tulips kind of life. I have had my own struggles. And through those, I still continue to believe that the universe is always working in perfection. And, you know, I have two angel babies now. Um, oh. We have, yeah, we have four beautiful living babies and we have two angel babies. And I just choose to believe that our experiences are there to serve us, even if we really, really don't like them when they're happening. And even when they do cause years and years of trauma, um, there's still the subtleties of the universe working for you behind those elements. Well said. I'm sorry for your losses. I'm sure they're looking down and they're very, very proud of you and what you've accomplished. And just mm, thank you very much. advice that you give to everybody. So how does your philosophy, how can it help people improve their lives? I think having faith, no matter what, I, I have a mantra to myself, especially when I'm feeling dark, because I do suffer from depression and anxiety. It does get the better of me at times. And my mantra is, I am love, I am faith, I am courage. Because I believe that if you just know that only love is real, that at the end of all of this, the element of you that is left is love. And you're just working constantly to becoming that love once again, at the end of our lives, you know, that crescendo that we're working towards. And we have courage to face all that contrast that we need to face, all that darkness that we need to face to remember that we are really, truly just light. And to have um, the faith that this is all working for you. I feel that that mantra is quite powerful for me. So hopefully it's powerful for other people. And when I'm feeling like life is unfair, I just remind myself that only love is real. Yeah, that's beautiful. So is that like probably one of your top tips to give someone as a spiritual coach? It would be because, yeah, I think you always tend to give people what you found the most benefit from. And I have to say simple things like remembering that has been one of the most beneficial things for my own journey. So I, um, I do believe and just having a nice practice, having whether it be a morning routine, a night routine or both or a middle of the day routine, just a time where you actually come back to yourself, where you you drop the busyness and and you find something, whether it be yoga, breathwork, meditation, prayer, angel cards, a walk in nature, whatever it might be. But find that thing that really connects you back and make it a daily ritual and a daily habit and a daily time for you to tune back in to your higher self. That would probably be my other big piece of um, advice. That's great advice. I really enjoyed this conversation, Melinda. Can you tell everyone Me too. Where, where everyone can find you, buy your books? Do you have any programs coming up, any specials? 
plug away. Yeah. Okay. Um, the book's been launched, so it launched on the 1st of December. It's available on Booktopia, Amazon, all the major bookstores. You can also jump on Melinda Reilly, R-E-I-L-L-Y.com.au and find my books there. And you can also jump on and have a look at a becoming membership that I'm starting in February next year, where I'm grabbing all these different tools and modalities I have and, and sharing it with a, you know, a power posse of people that are ready to really step into their light. Perfect. Thank you again, Melinda. I really enjoyed <laughs> it. Was my pleasure. Good luck, and we'll talk soon. Thank you. Thanks so much for your time, Zina. Of course. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I just wanted to give you a friendly reminder. If you like what you're listening to, if you like my content, if you like my podcast episodes, I really appreciate ratings on Apple, reviews, subscribe, share to your friends, family, anyone you really think would benefit it. And thank you always for the support. Back to Sherry in a second, but I just wanted to talk about my favorite vitamins by Mary Ruth's. I love to have the apricot, peach, and mango vitamin D gummies. They are delicious. And I know everybody has seen all these influencers getting these lymphatic drainage massages. Why not start with an amazing supplement in drop form? The lymphatic drops are also awesome. And I just got some new products that I'm going to try that I'm excited to, um, you know, implement into my diet. And if you guys want a code, it's Mary Ruth. You just go to their website, Mary Ruth Organics. It's an amazing company. It's all vegan, all natural, delicious. Use code Mary Ruth at checkout for a discount.